Hello and welcome to the Move Freely podcast with Harry and Sophie. How are you doing, Soph? I'm going so well, Harry. How are you? I'm good. It is raining today, but that does not dampen my mood at all. You can still podcast in the rain, they say. Exactly. Inside. (laughs) That's right. What's uh, what's on your mind today? What you always seem to come out with these crazy ideas, and what are we talking about? What's going on? Well, um, today we're actually going to discuss overcoming mental barriers, <sighs> specifically focusing on this idea of fear. Yeah, right. And I'm going to grill you on what your relationship is with fear. Fear is so complex. It's it's huge. It's a huge topic. We're going to tackle it. I'm cool with that. What do you reckon? Straight off the bat, what are you thinking? What's the first thing that pops into your head when I say fear? Always scared, right? If someone says, oh, you like fear, you're like, oh, I'm scared. But that can be so wrong at the same time, can't yeah. it? And for me personally, I'm a bit of a action sporty type of guy. So Quite athletic for those playing at home. <laughs> I'm tensing right now for anyone that can see. <laughs> um, no, fear for me is so different. And I acknowledge that fear can be different. for Like, you know, some people have a fear of spiders. And we may have to talk about another creature today. Oh, no. Not that creature. We could, we may get there. But, Sophie, that could be maybe something for our listeners to find out over the years. Okay. You know what? You've just clickbaited them. And I care about these listeners. So I'm going to have to come, come clean straight up. Um, what Harry is referring to is my fear, in fact, nay, phobia of frogs. It's true. I've witnessed it a few times and we're going to, we're just going to leave it there for now. We'll yeah. come back to it because <laughs> I can see you getting tense. <laughs> I am. I'm tense. You're looking around, making sure there's no F words yeah. around. Did we mention it was raining today? It is raining and they love it. But yes, so anyway. fear to me is very different and fear um, is something to me where my heart needs to be racing and absolutely pumping and I'm, and you're focused, but there's a mental side of you going, you can't do this, but you need to be able to say to yourself, no, I can do this. I'm, I'm going to do it. Mm. Um, and I'm going to put that into some context, uh, for snowboarding. I'm, I'm a snowboarder and doing your first ever backflip for anyone that's listening, that's done a backflip on a snowboard, you know, the mental side of things, unless you're a, a crazy athlete and it's nothing for some of us, it was something. And for me, that was huge. It was, it was, you just, you, you think you can't do it. But you, you need to be able to tell yourself, no, I can do it. I can mm, do it. And eventually, absolutely. you know, and it's all about that first step and, or, you know, that first try. Because once you get over that first try, fear is telling you, you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to break your neck. You're going to break an arm. You're going to look like an idiot. There's so many factors around that that mm. can actually play havoc on your mind and then you end up not trying it. Yeah. Interesting. Do you find, so you've obviously successfully landed this backflip. Obviously. (laughs) Did you find when you were trying it out for the first couple of times that like being afraid of it actually made it so those things came true? Like you sort of in a way manifested not landing it or did you? A hundred percent. Yeah. The first time was an absolute shambles. I don't think I even got around the whole way. Yeah, right. Did it hurt? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, right. So you've done it. How many times do you reckon it took you to actually land the backflip? Uh, the first two goes were very, very unsuccessful. Right. Because you're not thinking about – so there's a whole 
in snowboarding, you think about your self-aware and your air awareness and you sort of know how your body feels. And a lot of gymnasts can relate that. When you're in the air, you're focusing on having either one arm up because that'll spin you somewhere or having both arms down, mm. which will give you – or when you're really tight and small, you spin faster. As mm-hmm. soon as you put your arms and legs out, you spin slower. So mm. you have all of those factors, but that goes straight out the window when you're oh, trying yeah. something for the first time. Oh, absolutely. So you got, you got no idea, right? So those first couple attempts were horrible, but the third one was when a little light bulb goes off and you're mm-hmm. like, oh. Interesting. So I get it now. I have a question actually based on all of that. Do you reckon you actually had more fear about doing it the first time? Yeah. Or the third time, really. So it was all about like getting past that and then that first barrier. To be honest, to be able to land a backflip snowboarding on your third time is a bit. Uh, Yeah, it's very, it's regular for a lot of people that try it. Yeah. Or not, I'm not saying it's like, it's one of those things like if you've never snowboarded before and. Well, I guess you wouldn't be trying a backflip if it was your first time snowboarding. Yeah, exactly. But quite an advanced. If you're an athletic an athletic person and you know you've got confidence and you can do backflips on trampolines and you can do a backflip in a pool yeah. and you want to take it to snow yeah it's that first try because yeah, right. you're like every every instinct in my body is telling me not to do a backflip with this heavy board that has sharp rails well not sharp rails but you know they're a little bit sharp they, they, look they, can, sharp, they can do deep yeah. uh and then going upside down and then landing successfully yeah right everything in your body is saying no yeah crazy it is weird. Would you say that that's – well, actually, no, I'm not going to put words into your mouth. What would you say is the most fear-filled event that you've ever sort of gone through? Ooh. Keep yeah. it as light or as heavy as you want. <laughs> I think um, I'm going to go with – I'm going to keep on the snowboarding track, but the okay. first time you e- I ever hit uh, a 45-foot jump, I mean, because you're coming in and there's a point where you – hit the start of the jump mm. where if you slow down, you'll just go over the jump and land on flat. Mm. So it, you're committing. It's You have to commit. Yeah, you right. cannot commit. Otherwise, it will end up worse than what you think. Yeah, totally. It's scary. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you did it for a few years. so Just I'd, a couple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's that's my interpretation of fear. But, you know, for you, you you've grown up very differently to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and I, I like the extreme sports and obviously being upside down. You're a bit of an adrenaline junkie. Yeah. Does fear, when you think fear, does it go hand in hand with adrenaline, would you say? Yeah. I don't see fear as like, you know, if I was to go, you know, drive a car or you know, walk across a busy street or mm. I don't know. I don't see fear in those things. Like I, I would see fear in getting on a motorbike and doing 120 clicks. Like I'd be like, yeah, that's getting pretty. Isn't that interesting? Pretty. So you literally team the the term fear with adrenaline, whereas a lot of people wouldn't actually, how it'd would be I? the it, it wouldn't be that um, a lot of people wouldn't, it'd be where you grew up and your surroundings and your environment, which is would create your fear. So like, say for instance, if you grew up in a dodgy neighborhood, mm. your fear might be walking around your neighborhood at dark. Yeah. Or you, maybe you don't have it because you grew up in that neighborhood and you know that it's actually all yeah, in your head. Because exactly. that's it. The thing is, I think of fear. I think of it in a few different ways. And I think of it, say, for just the generic fear term, I, I do associate it with like, you know, getting to the car at night, being alone. And I'm like, you know, that, that heart is pumping. I'm a bit and scared. You know what's crazy is that I wouldn't, if I was to be at the shopping center and mm. my car was parked at the very back and it was nighttime, I wouldn't, I would not feel that fear. But and I'm going to go into a bit of a gender. A, yeah, yeah. For and huge I, thing. Yeah. I 
I feel for women. That sucks. Imagine not being able to go to your car or walk around the street or something with with the having the fear that a guy or even a woman, you never know, yeah, could just come and fucking do something really bad to you. Yeah, well, that's it. And I think I think you know, yeah, it's definitely not all in women's head. I think that you know, you as a man would fear more for a woman, like say your girlfriend or your mum, being in that situation than you would yourself. You know, because you know, like you know, it's scarier. Being a woman in those, yeah, situations. But, yeah, so there is obviously that uh, aspect of fear. But what I – normal day, day-to-day life that I would actually associate fear with is probably more to do with – like I'm I'm a huge fan of like if it scares you, do it, you know. Like 100%. the best, best things that you can do or the best things that happen happen outside of your comfort zone. And I'm constantly outside of my comfort zone and that's – yeah, it just broadens your scope of like what your ability of what you can do. So I think that, yeah, I think I have a lot of fear around, oh God, I don't know. Like I'd say I've got this fear of on a really personal level, like not being good enough. So in my day-to-day life, I'd be, I'm very, very driven person. So if I've mentally committed to something that I need to do, there's this huge, like, I don't not do that. So there's this element of fear that I kind of live with every day that I'm like, I'm not going to make it. My best days are when I when I think I am, so there's less fear. And that's like a day-to-day struggle. And it's like, it's definitely subconscious for sure. But for I sure. think when I think about fear, that's more what it's about. It's more like I'm not going to be able to achieve what I either I think I need to or what I'd like to or and like how that plays out essentially. Do you think there's a lot of fear coming unconsciously? So you're not even thinking about fear and oh, yeah. you're just going around and then all of a sudden you're like, fear. <laughs> oh, um, interesting actually. <laughs> I guess like like light bulb fear. <laughs> yeah, like light bulb, fear, be some, scared, run. Some get ideas, others get fears. Yeah. Um, no, to be honest, I don't think it comes to me in that way. I think it slowly, it's a slow build for in general life, I would say. It's more of a slow build and it's like, oh, I'm feeling stressed. Stress turns to fear. But I analyze myself a lot, so I'll be like, okay, I'm feeling stressed. Why is that? Like, what's the worst case scenario if I don't get this thing out? And do you think that's the problem, is creating your own worst case scenario? Oh, yeah. I mean... Like that... That's it. That's (laughs) what builds your fear, is going, oh, man, if I don't do this, then this will happen, and then this is going to happen, and then, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think about it. I'm like, worst case scenario, like, obviously... it comes in waves of like what you're actually scared of and then like actually seeing that out. Like I follow that thought all the way along and I'm like, worst case scenario, I think, you know, I'm not going to die. Is that snowball effect? I'm not going to, but like, I'm not going to die. I'm not going to, you know, I go the other way. Like I'm like, and then I'm like, okay, I'm not going to die. True. Um, Is anyone I love going to die? No. Uh, Am I likely to get fired for this offense? Uh, Not at all. In fact, no one will really know that I didn't work at, my usual 110 capacity, 110% if I just work at 80 today because for whatever reason. And then like it's just working it back and I'm like, okay, so this fear is irrational. Like, And that's sort of the way I go about it. I'm like, is this rational? Is this irrational? And most often it's irrational. And then that's where you sort of, yeah. yeah. It's not even so much overcoming the fear. It's more reverse engineering your fear to be like, duh. You're not, you're a fraud fear. You're not even real. <laughs> you don't even know how to drive you don't know me (laughs) you're not fear yeah that's it so it's interesting because like the idea of fear of what it actually is and then what i identify as fear first thought never actually really is what's the what's the most recent fear event you've had fear event i've had um 
Oh, well, I'd actually say that like very recently <laughs> um, it was I saw something I didn't agree with basically and I knew some facts about the situation and I was like, should I call this person out for, you know, I was standing up for someone. It really, some would say not my, like it wasn't directed at me. So some say not your place. Others say stand up for the little guy. That's what I say. Um, but yeah, it was a very scary thing because it was, you know, someone with quite a high status, I guess you could say. And yeah, so I had a lot of fear. I made I made the call and then that was, yeah, pretty scary. I'm not going to lie. But then as soon as, do you know what's interesting though? That's probably the last time I had this big fear element in my life that was really prevalent. And immediately after it, like after doing it, it was sort of like that worst case scenario play. I'm like, what's going to happen? This person's going to like see that I've said, like I've called them out. And then like what I'm saying is truthful. So they're just going to see that I'm calling it. Worst case scenario, they know I know what they're saying is false. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what ended up happening was that person giving me a phone call and like me explaining exactly what I meant. Them somewhat actually fully understanding probably didn't like the way that they were called out because it caused caused a bit of humiliation for them, I think. But um, after I got off the phone, I was like, wow, like that wasn't so scary. In fact, that was bloody liberating. Who else oh. wants to be called out? Oh, yeah. Maybe that could be a If anyone out there has someone they need to call out, call in. Sophie will call them out. <laughs> Done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll stand up for you. Don't worry. Exactly. Um, but yeah, what about you? Well, it's funny you ask. We're talking recent days. or Oh, I got a very recent one. Oh, okay. Super recent. Yeah, go It was for about it. a month ago. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, I've just started surfing because uh, I can't snowboard in the beautiful Sunshine Coast. <laughs> probably gives away that there's no <laughs> snow up here. Um, so, yeah, I've started surfing um, and I got really confident really quickly only because I have skated and snowboarded for uh, quite a lot of my life, right? If you haven't noticed, he's athletic. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, so I got confident, uh, went out on a bigger day than yeah. I probably would have have sh- or should have have gone out in. Yeah. Um, uh, I was catching a few waves. Mate and I decided to come in, a couple of shoreys, so just waves breaking right on the shore, very shallow water. Yeah. Uh, he'd gone and caught one and I went, yeah, cool, sweet, he's in. Uh, hadn't realised that the wave that he'd caught has broken his board, um, so that was not Jeez. good, which I did not see. Yeah, right. Anyways, waves come in, thought I would get it, got it, and then went head first in the sandbar. Um, I was lucky enough that I turned my head to the right as I – went into the water and I hit the sandbar on the side of my head, mm. really felt it, shook me up and oh. didn't really go back into the water for about three or four days because it was still big then. Yeah, right. Um, and then it's taken probably – it took about a week or two for me to get back into um, anything bigger than, say, I don't know, three foot. And then yeah. it, it, now I'm okay. Like, I'm all yeah. good now, guys. Let's go surf. I'm all good. Let's go. <laughs> Get him up. Um, but yeah, that was definitely, that was a really scary moment. That sort of brought it back to reality for me to going, all right, you, you got a little bit overconfident there. Yeah, um, totally. And then I would be in the water and I hesitated on a lot more waves than I would have. But that's the most recent fear. Yeah, interesting. That would have been scary, like straight up. Yeah, it was just uh, unpleasant. And I yeah. hadn't, I, I, yeah. I thrive on a bit of pain. So with skateboarding and <laughs> yeah, yeah, snow, yeah. You, you're going you're gonna to hurt yourself, right? Yeah, right. And pain sort of brings it back to earth for you to go, well, you can break. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you need to think about what you're doing a little bit more, not totally. just willy-nilly it. Um, so, yeah, that was interesting. Do you know what's so interesting? Shoot. Is like your fears are pretty much all around physical. Yes. Physical things. 
mine are all around mental. Except for that little phobia that we discussed earlier. That we will get back onto. <laughs> yeah, but like yeah. mine is literally all pretty much like I feel like you, you know, you weren't too scared to actually go out in the surf that day. You know what I mean? No. You were like, yeah, I'm doing it. And I'm then, a confident swimmer. And I then, know that I can do things. Exactly. And then, you know, something bad literally happened and that's when the fear set in for you. Yeah. Which I, I Which think. Which is after the event. It's huge. Like that's pretty good. Like not to, cause like, I think fear is fine. You know, it's meant you're meant to, it's your intuition as well. Like it's like something bad's happening. Fear it. Like that's mm. you saying, you know, someone's, you need to help your friend who's bored snapped and all the, all those things. Whereas like what, what the issue with fear in like this day and age is actually the ones I'm talking about, you know, like those yeah. mental barriers. It's just like you don't even like you're literally just hindering my my life right now. <laughs> like, you know, like if someone's coming to attack me in that shopping center, fear. There. I want fear. Bring it. You best believe fear Punch is here you, because like I. Key in my- yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. I'm not going to hit someone if I'm not scared, really. Unless mm. no, no, I'm no, not. <laughs> no, no. no, it is, um, and I think that's just. Um, I don't know, just how I've always thought about things. I see fear mm. as a physical, not as a mental. I've never been um, the mental type t- uh, to have fear going, oh, if I don't pass this test, I'm not going to get into uni because mm. I didn't want to go to uni anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, no, totally. That stuff. And then I guess I've always, you've you, you got to hold yourself accountable. Yeah. Um, and I didn't for quite a while. And yeah, it's not right. until I got into my late or like early 20s when you realize you actually have to hold yourself accountable yeah because essentially no one else will like i mean when you're in school i guess your parents have that role or yeah and sometimes it's nice to be called out by someone oh yeah well and you know that's my thing harry so if you need (laughs) i I may need and it depends on what you're getting called out for though right yeah like if you're getting called out for stealing money well yeah don't, don't steal money yeah right but if it's getting called out on your actions yeah and depending on what those actions were, which has happened to me as well, mm. um, it can really bring you back down to earth and make you think about how long ago that happened, where you are now, and how much you've changed. Mm. And, you know, do I need to call someone up and say sorry? Mm. I don't know. Do I? Mm. We'll find out. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how I see it. And it's weird how fear can play a massive role for some people in the sense that, you know, they can't even leave their house. Yeah, totally. They're f- they're fearful of the outside world when really the world is a scary place. Yeah. They don't really set you up for success, do they? No, definitely definitely not. Yeah, it's sort of like, yeah, it's so interesting. I feel like fear, I mean, overcoming fear, like actual, the actual process of it is quite, it's, he- it's heavy. Like, you know, like even with my like little daily thing that I was going on about earlier, like I think in larger scale things where it's like I've got to make a decision, say, and it's, you know, I, I really try to never make a decision based on fear because, yeah. you know, like I don't want to be, I don't want to pick something because I'm scared of the other option. You know what I mean? In fact, I should probably pick the other option if I'm scared of it. That's sort of where I stand for the most part. But yeah. I mean, <laughs> that does depend on what I'm choosing between. I'm like not going to have a, a poison. Chocolate cake. Yeah. To a non-poison chocolate cake. Yeah. But Some yeah, things make sense. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I think, um, yeah, it's definitely. How has fear impacted your uh, like life as just general? Like, has there been things that you just will not do because you are completely fearful of that? Honestly, no. I'm definitely. I think 
I would say in if I look around my friends, I think my my friends would say that I would do it. I'm the one who's doing it. I'm a bit do of a, I'm a bit of a yes girl. Like you know, you throw something at me, I'm probably going to say yes. Um, Jump out of the plane with no parachute. Yeah, I mean, if you triple dog <laughs> dare me, um, yeah, no, I think that yeah, I don't think it actually pay, plays an active role in that way. What about you? Do you reckon it does? Hundred percent. What do you mean? Well, I'd, you know. If I was fearful of travel, I wouldn't be where I am today. Like if I was, oh, right. yeah. Like if I was fearful to step step out of Adelaide because I wasn't going to have any support, I didn't have a job, uh, and I had nothing. Yeah, I may, I may not be where I am today. Yeah. So you're saying it's had a huge role in your life in terms of like you overcoming it. Yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of people. Do you think you actively overcame that though, or is that more how you were born? That's me looking back at it now. Right. That's, I think, just being that person like yourself. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go do that. Yeah, I want to do that. Yeah, yeah let's do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but I can look back and go, shit, what if I was actually, you know, scared to leave? Some people don't want to leave their hometown, mm. fearful of not having the, not making friends. Mm. You know, that's, that's a big one. Totally. What, what do you reckon you'd say to those people if they were here right now and saying, you know, I'm actually genuinely scared and... It's so hard because you don't know what people are thinking. Yeah. Like I could easily tell you that the world is great, people will be nice to you, you'll find a job you love and everything will be okay. Mm -hmm. When in actual fact you may make no friends, you could be living out of your car and you could hate your life. (laughs) Yeah. I mean you're right. But do you know what I would say to that is that you need – that just all comes down to expectation, you know. You need to to take control and say like, you know – you leaving your hometown save, that's what we'll, we'll run with that example. Okay. It's like, say your fear is that you're not going to meet any friends, but like how, how about, how about that's really empowering and how about you work on yourself in that time and you really use that time for you. And instead of fearing that that's happening, empower yourself to say like, you know, take, take the bull by the horns. Is that the phrase? Sure. <laughs> Ole. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think that like, I think that you need to, yeah, just, I mean, easier said than done. Often and, and that's that's the key there. Yeah. It is always easier said than done. That's but the one. Just because it's hard doesn't mean it's wrong. Exactly. In fact, sometimes I'd, it's the opposite, right? Yeah, I'd almost argue that if it's hard, it's well, no. I, it depends what we're talking about. But I think that often in these situations, when you fear it, it's like if you choose to see that as your fear of like I don't want to leave because my friend I might not have friends and like yada yada yada. That might be true, but that also does not. Ha- it does not have to be true that that's something you should fear. Like that is also something that you could, you know, you could friggin' start a business. Like sometimes it reflects on the person though. Like sometimes if you if you are scared of say leaving home and not making friends and not getting a job, mm. reflect back on yourself. Be like, hang on, why though? Exactly, self growth. Yeah, there see? you go, opportunity. And that you know sometimes that's what people need is to have someone tell them, but why? Exactly. I mean, this is something I sort of said one time probably based off another quote that I read and it's just resonated pretty hard with me every time like I see people see obstacles I see opportunities like there is not one single obstacle that's not an opportunity you just need to take it you need to like take control of it and be like okay you know worst case scenario like whatever you don't get a job there's another one 
Yeah, there's always another job also. and It may not be the one that you want. But that's it. Like, who cares? Like, you don't know. You're not always going to get everything you want. No, and that's probably a really good thing. I, I My best friend to the people who struggled. Because <laughs> the they're strugglers. More, they're more relatable, you know? Like, yeah. Nobody likes someone. The person who's always got it good. Silver spoon. Yeah. You know, those, those kids in school, you were like, oh, yeah, I envy you. I do not envy them now. Hey. No. Because they, they're not the ones you can have a genuine connected conversation with. You, they can't resonate with what you're saying at all because they don't understand where you've, where you've come from, where you've come from or struggles. anything like it, you know? Yeah. And that's totally true. And, you know, I'm actually coming up to 10 years uh, out of school. That's, that's how old I am. <laughs> um, not really. But, yeah, so I've, I'm coming 10 years out of school and, one of the things that um, I've been talking to Eve about is that I'm really interested to see where people are at. Yeah. You well, know? yeah, it'd be very interesting. I'd it's going to be super that. interesting. Yeah. And Do you have a reunion? Well, COVID, right? Oh, damn it. We're all going to be on Zoom. <laughs> all 150 of us. And everyone's there with their cams off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm feeling really good, really yeah. fit now. I live oh, in a mansion, by the way. Oh, my, my webcam's not working. <laughs> I live in a mansion, but the webcam doesn't work. Oh, wait, my butler needs help. <laughs> I'm going to fire him. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, no, totally. It'll be interesting, um, you know, I don't like all of them. No, I'm not going to lie. Some mm. of them are dicks. And if they're listening. <laughs> not you. Could be you. No, if they're listening, it's not you. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's not you. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, but yeah, but going back to fear, you know, it is um, it is an interesting place to be and some people, it literally can just control their lives. Yeah. And you know, sometimes fear is bred from your parents well, because yeah, that's they're, it. they're fearful. And so you just take on their qualities and go, oh, I'm scared of that too. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, if you're told your whole life that things are one way and things sort of start to present to be another way, you're just sort of like, oh, that, you know, it's quite scary, like to be confronted with your whole reality being different. I think a lot of people would find that growing up. But yeah, fear can definitely be passed on, that's for sure. And I think... Which is a scary thought as well. Oh, I'm scared of that. what happens if your kids are scared of frogs? <laughs> oh my God. They may never meet one. <laughs> oh, their birthday, they'll be getting frogs. <laughs> no, they won't. No more, no more hanging out with Uncle Harry kids. No, but I think that, yeah, I guess... I think you. what I would say to anyone who lives fearfully is assess why you're scared of that and then break it down break it down reverse engineer as i do Reverse engineer your fear are you are you seriously going to die by that are you fearful of your imaginary outcome or the that's it or are you fearful of what the outcome might actually be yeah oh that's huge as well like that is huge say that again i forgot what (laughs) i said we'll have to re-record no the what the fear might actually be yeah Where, you know, the initial phase of leaving Adelaide, my fear was not, uh, I'm going somewhere new. Mm. I had a fear that my friends would forget me. Yeah. Which is, can be strange. Like I missed out on some really important, uh, milestones in my friends' lives, you know, Mm. 21sts, uh, new girlfriends, new boyfriends, Mm -hmm. uh, engagements and weddings. Not to say that, um, I've missed out on all of them. I have gone from Canada back to Adelaide for four days and then back to Canada again <laughs> for a wedding because it's my best mate. And, you know, you do what you do for the people you love, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think particularly when you first leave school as well, though, it feels like 
man, it's like, oh my goodness, I'm missing out. There's that party at her house. I don't want to miss that. Last time it was so, so, so good. And you're just like amping this up. The FOMO. Yeah, you're just like, oh my God, literal fear of missing out. Wow, that's innovative. Um, (laughs) But yeah, you know, you think it's going to be this big thing, but it's actually not. And I think that, yeah, I think social media has a huge thing to do with that as well. Oh, social media can just breed fear. Oh, absolutely. It's like, by the way, everyone... Filters make it look better. Yeah. <laughs> make and then, people, food, and experiences. And then look you wake up better. next to me, you're like, that's not what I woke up with. Hey, Eve will be listening. Nah, she's beautiful. Yeah. Eve. She's not the one. Wait, she is the one? She's she not the one, one you're voting. Yeah, she's not the one voting. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It yeah. is, uh, yeah, and I think social media is going to play a big part because fear of not having what that person has or not having the following that they have. Mm. It's huge. It can really cripple people. Oh, yeah. Some people go out there to have that life and unfortunately don't succeed. And we may never hear it because they didn't get to that level. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. It actually breaks my heart to think about the amount of people who aren't doing what they actually want to do out of fear of looking looking a certain way or – Being a certain way. Like, you know, it's just like success is what you make it. Like, I – Oh, I'm going to ask you this question, but I I, I, def, I defined what success is to me a long time ago. And anytime I think about whether I'm doing enough, like those fears we discussed early on, I think, am I living, is what I'm doing aligned with that, my my version of success? And if it's a yes, then I'm like, well, you know, what more could you bloody Keep want? Going. Yeah, exactly. Run with it. So question question is, hot seat, Harry, how do you define success? Yeah, I, I, I do not – I can't define I, – I honestly don't – I can't mm. define it because for me every day is a successful one. If I'm yeah, right. waking up, breathing next to my wonderful girlfriend, taking my dog for a walk, mm. being able to go catch up with mates, go for a surf, uh, do well in my work, not disappoint my boss, mm-hmm. look for other side hustles, that's I'm, – I'm being successful. To others – it may look like shambles. It could look like, oh, you're not earning any money. You're doing stuff for free. Mm. But I'm I'm happy. And, mm. well, there you go. Success is happy for me. Yeah, For absolutely. me being happy in everything that I'm doing and not being stressed, mm-hmm. I think that's successful. Yeah. Wow, huge. Love that. Thank you. Are you going to Are you gonna I, ask me? What? How do you define success? So. Thank you. So I define success. Well, I I have to say I do agree with you, firstly. And secondly, I think that being successful ultimately, as in like I I have two I have two definitions. One is where I aim to be, and that is to be fully fulfilled in what I'm doing. And I would be lying to you if I said that I'm there right now. Mm. But in saying that, I'm certainly not negative about what I'm doing. I, I think that, you know, you can't expect yourself, it's unrealistic to put that expectation on yourself to be fully fulfilled in everything you're doing, you know, at, you know, being in early 20s. That's late 20s. Well, I'm, I'm talking about me. Oh, yeah, sorry, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, early or late or whatever, you know, you don't need to be fully fulfilled in every element. Like sometimes it's called just like putting your head down and getting it done and you need to do that and be patient in that. But so that would be my ultimate, ultimate success where I'm headed is to be fully fulfilled. And I, and I think you need to work hard for other people in their dreams. And then one day you'll have the same thing and there'll be people working for you that will get you to where your dreams are. And that's where ultimate fulfillment will be. And you can add on that, 
definition of your own success every day. Oh, absolutely. And that's it. And it's like, that's why the terminology earlier is, does it align with my version of success? It's not about, am I successful? It's, is this, am I working towards what that is? Yes or no. And I mean, and taking it back to the other definition, my version of success is, you know, I decided like probably, yeah, three or four years ago that success to me is making an impact, you know, I want to make an impact with what I do. And that, my friend, is why I'm in marketing. <laughs> Happy no. days. But, you know, I had that I had that dream when I was in law. When I was studying law, I was like, yes, I'm going to do this because I want to make an impact. I want to, like, make a difference for people, stand up for people who who don't have the means to, like, defend themselves. Like, I'll come. Save you. you. Know, I'll save you. But then I realized that you're just a slave to the precedent. And this is not dissing lawyers because they're no. incredible. And having studied a part-time Part, sorry, not part-time, part of a law degree, um, I take my hat off to you. It's and, hey, if, if you're a lawyer and, and you want to be our lawyer, call <laughs> us because you never know. We may piss some people off. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, but then I sort of realised and then, like, it literally came down to it. I'm like, am I enjoying this? Oh, I am, but, like, is this what I really want to do? Like, I really want to make an impact and, like, you it's can't It's a commitment too, being a lawyer. Oh, yeah. You've got, to, you've got to want to do it. That's yeah. the thing. It's like I loved studying it and I loved the learnings of it in terms of an interest, like I wish, you know, if studying law was a podcast to listen to, you, you've got me, I'm there, I'm downloading it and I'm subscribed, like all of you will be to our podcast. But I just think as a career, no, not really what I want to do the actual day-to-day. I'd rather be, you know, making Is there any fear in that thought process though? Like if we come back to our title fear oh, between hugely. studying law and being successful in law and then realising that's not what you wanted to do. Do you know what? I actually think that I came to, like, if I really, this is hindsight and I think subconscious at the time, I didn't actively, you know, have this in mind, but I think identifying what was happening at the time, I think I actually went into law out of fear of not being enough, like this, that, yeah, fundamental fear I seem to have. Um, Because I'm like, you know, I'm studying this, you know, I've, I've been told, you know, you're an intelligent person. And I'm like, what do intelligent people do? Like, you know, I'm scared. I'm not, I'm not, am I still that, you know, what's happening? And then I went into it and I was, it was sort of like proving a point almost. I was like, I can do this. And then I got in and I was like, wow, I'm doing it. Like, yeah, look, I'm, and then I sort of, I was like, I was in studying law and I'm like, cool, I've proved it to me myself that I'm doing it. And like also looking around, no one actually really cares whether you're doing this. They're going to like your friends it's and family. Job. Yeah. are going to love you no matter what you're doing. Mm. So it doesn't matter. And then I sort of identified why I was doing it and I was like you know what like this is not I'm out and then but I will say fear about leaving it the biggest thing was like my 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 dad gives me a bit of a hard time about you know being Mr. Wilson yes (laughs) he gives me a bit of hard time about being like not making the right decisions you know like well he's probably not meaning that but I have this sort of anxiety around like you know I don't want him to say you're making you're you're just you're throwing it all away, kind of that kind of thing. And so I definitely had that in the back of my mind when I left. I was like, oh, I'm not completing this. Like, what's he going to think, you know, and or, and or everyone else. Like, it's like, are people going to call me a dropout? Like, is that what is that who I am? Am I dropping out? Like, We're all dropouts of something. <laughs> Holy, so true. You, anyone listening, you're a dropout. Yeah. Hey, so are we. <laughs> That's it. And it's like, you know, it's who, who wins here? Like, Say I didn't drop out and I kept studying and then was miserable or like knew I didn't want to do it anymore, kept studying Hexet, rising, 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 and then I'd be further away from where I want to be. Mm. And probably not happy. 
And oh. then that mental state comes in and then the mental games yeah. and then the brain goes, you're an idiot. And then exactly. it just, it's a, it's a, uh, it's horrible. I know. And I mean, like also uni in general, for anyone who's been there, I think you can relate to this. Like often, particularly in Brisbane, uni is not so much on the Sunshine Coast. Well, I've never been to it, but I won't, you know, label it. But I think a lot of people get on their high horse. It's like uni, it's a, it's a, it's a flex off. Like, oh, what are you studying? Oh. Hey, I, I went to uni for 20 minutes. It was great. Oh, yeah, it was uh, twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. Actually, I think it was probably it was probably less. It was probably like five minutes. I was with <laughs> ran my- in, vandalized, left. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. I, I went in with my good friend Nick. Would would be now, and we. He's like, oh, I've got to go to uni. And I was like, all right, well, let's go. So we went. Class has already started. We rocked up, sitting in the front row, have zero books, let alone a backpack or anything. Uh, and he gets a text from someone going, "Are you sitting with Harry Bed?" And he went, "Yep." And I was like, "I'm leaving." And then I went home. Wow. So were you enrolled just checking no, in? Oh. he was. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. It's no, a lot easier to leave when you're not actually enrolled. I still had – I had fear that I was scared to actually get up and go. Because oh. I didn't realise – like Lecture when we rooms walked are in, scary. There's like – I don't know. How many people are generally like 20, 30, 40, 50? Oh, I don't know. I don't know upwards yeah. – hundreds even sometimes. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, in a room with all these people, I know none of them. Apparently yeah. one knew me. Except one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was sitting there and I'm looking at Nick and I'm going – Dude, I gotta go. Like, I'm actually like my heart was racing. It was yeah. pounding. I was like, "What am I doing here? I should not be here. I'm not not." Nah. And then getting up and leaving, I did not even look around me. I just saw the door and walked out. Interesting. I actually think you've just hit on something that is I think is really true as well. Is like this fear of not identifying with who you identify as. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is like just like I don't know if you meant this by that, but I think that. People often, if they if they get labelled, say you say you were a cool skater boy. Imagine, imagine. <laughs> and then you were spotted at uni, an academic in an academic environment where you're you're not, that's not who you I'm identify a loser. as. Who's that loser in the front row? Yeah, exactly. Though maybe that was playing a part, like back then. And you know what? And I think that is, and that's probably a big fear for everyone. And I could be wrong. Tell me, but had that fear of what people think of you. Oh. Isn't that just a roller coaster? I'd love fun ride? to hear if someone doesn't have that fear. I think I, you mean, I have, have that. I don't have that. I don't care. I literally do not care what people think of me right now. But I think that you. Well, yeah. Right now. Right now. But you younger. Had it. Oh. And also, you'll but probably have it again. That's high school. Yeah, that is high school. High school brings the worst out in people. And the best. Oh, some people very peak true. in high some, school. Yeah. Sorry, sweeties. <laughs> But that fear of being judged, you literally, you oh, get judged every yeah. day by everyone at school, right? Yeah. And if you do one thing that can be, you're branded as that kid who weed himself. You know, <laughs> now that is not me. Personal. It's not me. I was the guy who shit himself. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know exactly what you're saying. It's just, it's just, yeah, there's so much fear and like not wanting to step, step, you well, know, you a know, toe wrong essentially. I, as when I was really small in mm-hmm. like primary school, I had to go to drama school because I could not pronounce my words properly. Had to go to drama school. I, mum oh, pushed, I'm mum sure. was like, you have to go into drama school. You just didn't want to perform? I um, perform every day. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. But sit, but, so I did it and I did like 200 lessons, did a whole bunch of like um, acts and, you know, Shows. performance and show. Yeah. I did all of that. Right. And. Then it's, and then it fizzled out because I didn't want to do it anymore and I was playing sports and that, that was just it, right? But then yeah. coming into high school, there was drama and I actually really enjoyed it. Mm. But I had a fear of joining mm. drama 
for the for being called whatever I might be called because I wanted to do drama, which is so dumb. If there is so any kids listening who are in high school and they want to join the tambourine class, go join that tambourine oh class God, and tambourine away. Because guess what? Nobody really cares and anyone who is judging you is likely jealous of you. Yeah, and obviously if they're jealous of you or if they're judging you, they're obviously not your friends. Exactly. So and stuff them. Exactly, and I think like you make the best friends in the in the quirky courses. Like oh. I I was a drama girl. I, honestly, really, I would not. Have <laughs> um, but I must say, during school, I didn't really struggle with what people thought of me on a daily basis. Like I was quite a confident kid. True. And lucky because you know, otherwise, yeah. Because the things I did, like I was in drama, I was like up doing things and like had I had I cared what people thought and there were moments where I did and certainly in different friendship circles and whatever more in the social level but during like in classes I certainly didn't care I'd be happy to just like like I was not that person saying you know miss I just can't do this monologue did you always yeah I was gonna say you would have been the one to first hand up I will read in front of the class I will I was more of like let's dim the lights and does anyone own a spotlight this is gonna be huge No, I mean, yeah, I was, I've always been one to just embrace the situation and just go for it. And, you know, hats off to those people. And then normally, you know, the school captains that aren't afraid to be able to stand up and do stuff and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And, you know, but then there's also that persona around it going, oh yeah, that guy is definitely going to be school captain. One of my best friends was school captain at at his high school. Mm. And I'd never thought that going through primary school with him, but we ended up going to different high schools Mm. and he, and I remember him being upset about not coming to our high school because we obviously had our friendship group, mm. but he thrived. Yeah, and see, and he would have been fearful of Oh, not- 100%. Yeah. But now he's a doctor and he I spoke to him not too long ago and he'd opened up a brain and he'd drilled in the head. And, wow. And a I'm doctor, like, can hey? you fix my knee? And he said no. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. No, but that's the thing. It's crazy what, you know, we will do out of fear. Whether it be people judging us, whether it be yeah. a physical, whether it be mental, anything, fear can really play havoc on you. But at the end of the day, you need to make sure that you have the right people around you that want to support you in what you want to do. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, the, the people who are judging you or putting you down, well, they're obviously not there to help. So oh. why have them around? Yeah. I mean, yeah, and, absolutely. At, and again, you know, it is hard to not have that. Absolutely. You can't not have it, but what you need to do is identify it and then move move it's, freely, if you will. Yeah. Move freely through it. And to do that, you need to break, break down barriers. And I think what we said, I think we're going to have to wrap this up soon, just quietly. But what we were saying off air the other day was Harry said to move freely is to think freely. So taking steps every day to actually feel free means to work on your brain and anything that you're starting to really you're starting to fear I would just identify what it is and work towards fixing that and why that is reverse engineer your fear friends yeah that's it reverse engineer it and you will find where you want to go yeah absolutely. and hopefully you know you can call us up saying hey guys thank you I reversed engineered my fear wow thanks so much for listening guys I hope that wasn't too much of a ramble. I hope, you did, I hope we didn't scare you off. Excuse the pun. Mm-hmm. See you next week.